afternoon. Good night. That wear that too. <laughs> it's good to be with you this morning. We're going to uh, get to it. Mama Bell is tired. She had to travel all night. And uh, she's tired. She's been down in Florida. She had to arraign the old president last night, and uh, and and she had to go down there and play taps for him. Oh yeah, yeah. Had to get that. Had to get it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to go down there and witness. She had to witness why the police took the president to the police. And uh and so she's a little tired. And uh we are going to uh spend our time together as the the sun may rise or set. You know, these time zones sometimes is weird, but uh, but nonetheless, however wherever y'all, whatever time it is. We're grateful that we can have another win. It's Flag Day today. Sure is the fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One yes. month. It's Flag Day, so all of you uh, patriotic folks can go put your little flags out and and wave the banner of the nation, but you can also wave the banner of your creator. That would be a good thing to do, too. My uncle used to tell me, if you're going to put that other one out, you got to put Jesus out first. And I went, all right, whatever. And so we're grateful this morning. Mama Bell is here. My dear granny is here. Brother Dennis is here. And uh, we can uh, begin. Uh, my dear granny will do her prayer, and then Mama Bell will play, and then we'll have something to say. Most holy Lord, wise Father, we just thank you, we praise you, and we love you. We just say thank you for waking us up. God, as we go forth today, as we wave our flags that are flags of love, let us love one another. Let us, oh God, be kind one to another. Let us look to you, God, from which summons our health and strength, keeping our eyes focused on you, knowing that all power is in your hand. As we go forth this day, God, we ask that you to be with us, us your wisdom and your knowledge, God. We might be able to know what to say it and how to say it. Be with us today, God. We trust in you, God. We need you, God. We can't make this journey by ourselves. <laughs> You, you said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. God, we come seeking you this morning, asking for help, wisdom, and knowledge, and lead us to guide us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen.
institutions in this city. September exactly 30 years ago, the journey that is you and grandmother and various other people, the start of what we have to have accomplished here began coming up 30 Years ago, 30 years ago, a revolution began. 30 years ago, change of epic proportions through people who most dismissed, who most denied, who most disenfranchised 30 years ago you saw the rise of the community you saw the ideas and ideals of a people shine bright 30 years ago a change came In this city, now thirty years later, you ask, or at least I do, what of that change? What of those ideas and ideals? How have we? Maintain 
how does the climate look? How does the atmosphere look now 30 years later? Thirty years ago, there was no dissension. The church and the secular, the sacred, and the secular did not disagree with each other. They realized that they had a common goal. They all realized they had a common enemy. And so the church came together. It bound its voices. It bound its resources. It united its voices with people who today would seemingly be adversaries. What happened when the preacher sat on the PTA board? What happened when the deacon read children's books during reading hour at the school? What happened when the mothers were serving lunch and then also doing various activities, and most importantly, having prayer meetings. What happened? When the community invaded the school, what happened? 30 years ago, for many this story or this moment that I'm referring to is a mystery. The sad reality, if you go and ask anybody, what is he talking about? Most would shake their head. Even those who lived in that moment might take a minute to Recall or recant what it is that I'm referring to. It's because I haven't mentioned names that that it might still be a little foggy. Because between the times, there was a rift. There was a shaking. There was a breaking. How often do you think? How often do we fall subject to the same trap? The life for a minority is literally like the waves on the sea. They're up and then they're down. They're up and then they're down. We have good days and then we're nothing. We soar and then we sink. It's always this constant moment of instability. 
and most of it is subject to the reality that every time that wave goes up, it is going up on a new perspective without any understanding of the previous wave. Black Lives Matter, an opportunity that formed in this generation with these generations, millennials and Gen Zers, and the truth of the matter is in this city, most of them probably have no idea of what happened here some 30 years ago. But what would happen if the generation of today that is cultivating and curating and breeding and rearing the generation of tomorrow, what if they had all the information? What if? They had true access to the past. What if they knew more about their heritage than the fact that they were whooped at Waterside? What if they knew about black entrepreneurship and Jewish enterprise? What if they knew about the fact that immigrants pioneered and built without any access to resources from the Polish to the Italians, from the Germans to the French, all mounted upon this nation, the Mexicans and the Hispanics, the Puerto Ricans, all mounted in one corner and found a way to succeed in sorrow. What if the whole story was told? The question that I ask myself as I sit and ponder sometime is, why can't we tell that story? Why is it when black history is taught, it is never discussed? Why is it when history is taught, it is never discussed? The true crime started before critical race theory. The true crime started before book banning. The true crime started before any of the common or current talking points or buzz terms. No, the true crime started when some of us just forgot where we came from. Makes sense to me why Brother Paul, Brother Paul said on on numerous occasions to Brother Timothy, he said, listen, 
you got to remind these people. You got to roll back the curtain of memories. What if? What if the library doors was open and and the truth marched on? What if I really could see the glory of the coming of the Lord? What if? The story of triumph, not tragedy, of success, not sorrow, of strength, not weakness. What if that was told? What if we learned about how our money both elevated and crippled economies at the same time? What if? We learned that our churches had the power to elect presidents and disrupt congressional and state and political. What if they told the truth? What if you knew just how powerful you really were? And even more so, how powerful you still are. What if? What if? I've been thinking, I know for some of you, you would say that's a dangerous activity. Nonetheless, I've still been thinking. I've been thinking about how this idea of I can't and I shouldn't reigns prevalent in our culture. Well, you know, that's not just how things should go. Well, you know, you, you can't move that way. Well, you know, this this is just not the way things are supposed to be. I look at a current person who sits down in positions of this current moment. I would love to have an opportunity to go downtown this morning if I could. Actually, I don't have to. I just roll right over there to Broad Creek somewhere and ask a sister who was center stage at one of the greatest times in black history in this city, and yet now that they're in power, they forgot. Not only how the fact that that great moment of incline put 
them in position. Oh, somebody need to remind these folks who put you where you are. Somebody need to remind our sisters and brothers who sit on councils and commissions just how you got there. That you were just like us, broke and disgusted and nasty and ugly, but somebody raised the banner and the flag of justice and righteousness and put you there, and now you forgot how you got there. Somebody to go remind, put them in remembrance, Paul tell them that. Remind them. Somebody need to go and tell the truth. That you want nothing but a nappy-haired Negro before the, the rise happened. A snotty-toothed black person before the rise happened. And in that rise, your hair was straightened. Your teeth was cleaned. Your shoes was shined. And your clothes was pressed. And now you got your pearls only to forget where you come from. And not only do they need to be reminded, but these young who feel like they are trapped in a sea of nothingness, who feel like they are buried under a pillar of despair who feel like they're being held down and walked over. Remind them. Introduce them to the truth. That just like they got it, you can too. Just like they are, you shall be. The same God that dusted them off and elevated them up is the same God that knows your name too. The same God that gave them is the same one that can give you. This is not a story of social justice, or not just a story of a community that rose from the ashes, but it's a story of a creator that because of his ultimate sacrifice provided opportunity for us not just to get to heaven, but to succeed on earth. If the mission was to just get us all to heaven, all he had to do was come down, bring a big old truck, and load us all up. But no, he came down to earth 
to provide a way not just to heaven, but here. That we can have life and have life more abundantly. So what if? What if? the story was really told. They overcame. They obtained victory, Revelation declares, over the devil because they prayed. No. Because they had Bible class? No. Because they went out and witnessed? Well, somewhat. They overcame. They obtained victory over the devil. Because somebody told the story. Tell me the story right on my heart. Every word. Tell me of justice and favor. Tell me of love. Tell me the story of my Savior. This morning or afternoon or evening, however you find this, there's a story out there to be told. There's a story out there that can elevate from every situation and circumstance. There's a story out there that can right wrongs. There's a story out there that can eliminate confusion. There's a story out there. The question that I ask is, A, are you willing to tell it? Because I believe the world is ready to listen. Would that be our prayer today, that we would have the boldness to tell the story? Would you pray that with me? My dear brother Dennis. Good morning. What story do you want to tell? You want to tell the story of truth, the story of hope, the story of future. And we all know that that lies with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Be powerful story. The story that will always go on, even when we're not. The story of love, the story of hope, the story of forgiveness, 
most important, the story of eternal life. Father God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the message. We just ask you that you put these words in our minds, in our hearts, that we will be bold, bold in what we say, bold in what we believe, and most important, bold in what we pray. We need to ask God. We need to tell him. We need to ask him to lead us, to show us the way, to tell us how to live, how to reject and and stay away from the sin that the evil one brings before us. Lord God, we just thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you for what you do, how you protect us, how you heal us, and how you provide for us. Be with us, God. Be with our those that are listening today. Be with those that hadn't weren't here today. Bring it back on Sunday that we may be bold, not only today, but every day. We just want to thank you, thank you, and give you all the glory and all the honor. Again, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your son. In your holy name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless.